Yo, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself. I hope you're feeling well, eating well, moving well. Uh, man, I just uh, I just got in. I got in my, let me see how many steps I walked this morning. That's right, it's all about me. Oh, I got 12,000 steps in. I walked five miles. Um, I, I got to get that walk in. I need that for my mental health. I need that to um, <sighs> to start the day. And uh, I, I know it's a blessing that I have that time to myself. Some of you have families, you have kids. Uh, but I see families out there. I see people pushing a baby stroller. They, they got, it's the mom, the dad, and they got... Uh, kids attached and uh and they're walking or jogging or uh tandem bikes they got they got the family out there so you know make it a family event get out there get moving i am excited for today's podcast um we're going to talk about uh, a lot of things uh but it's uh but the crux of it will be around uh natural painkillers because as we know, the opioid uh, epidemic is uh, an epidemic, and um, a lot of people are taking painkillers. And there's just so many natural ways for us to kill pain. And uh, we're going to go into that a little later on about how to do that. Um, but, you know, for right now, if you're, if you're in a place and uh, you're, you're just in your head, you, you know, go, go to a Go to a thrift store. Try on a couple things. Try on a few hats. Put on a wig. You know, shake it up a little bit. Uh, ask somebody for a million dollars. Because that's, that's all we really want. We just to listen. We all want to be seen, heard. We all want to uh, feel a sense of belonging. And sometimes we just have to do something... Uh, ridiculous to shake it up a little bit to you know move some furniture around if you <laughs> move some like if your bed is is on the east wall move it to the west wall if uh if you have a painting at the uh the at the at the entrance of your house move it to the bedroom move some things around put the books over here like books don't need to be on a bookshelf you can they can, they can become decor. You can use them to, to put things on top of. Uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I bought a, a record player, and, and now it's got me wanting to buy albums. And, but for me to buy albums, I have to, have to go to, like, record stores. And I can't tell you the last time I've been in a record store. Actually, now that I'm saying it, I'm going to go to a record store today, buy some more. I have some more albums now that I'm talking to you guys. Um, but, you know, get out the house, uh, make eye contact, shake hands, call when you, you know, I was at Trader Joe's this morning and uh, as checking out the bags and everything. I like to look at the name tag and I, and I call them by their name, which might be a little weird because it's not like I'm wearing a name tag and they know my name. They don't know my name at all. But, um, to me, it's just my way of trying to connect, and and that's all 
were trying to do during my walk this morning, I I was brooding a little bit and I was replaying something that happened a while ago and uh, I was really getting worked up about it. I could feel it, you know, and um, and it's funny how the universe uh, will try to snap you out of it because as I'm brooding and I'm, I'm really getting upset and worked up about something that happened, and not only am I getting upset about something that happened, I'm also adding to the story, right? You ever have that where something has happened to you and it made you a little upset, and then when you replay it, you you throw you throw more fire onto it. You, you go, and what if that person would have did this, and then I would have did that, and then this, and then and then you just keep escalating it in your mind, and it and then you forget what you lose sight of what the original uh, incident was, and so I'm doing that, and as I'm doing that, these two ladies who are walking by me with the biggest smile. Just like, hi, good morning. And it got me out of it a little bit, a little bit. Like I was at 100% in it, and then they got me down to like 75%. And I was like, good morning. I had this smile on my face. And immediately I started to feel better. And I was like, I was so ridiculous that I was spending that much time and giving that much weight to that incident, and then, uh, but I'm still at 75. I'm, 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 I'm coming right back to it. It's like, all right, thanks for that commercial break, ladies, but I'm, I'm, I'm brooding right now. I wanna, I wanna, um, I'm catastrophizing. I, I don't, you're, you're not gonna distract me, ladies. <laughs> so I keep walking, and uh, then his brother, he was on the other side of the parking lot. And was like, yo, what's up, brother? And and threw up the peace sign. And you could just tell like he had so much life in his face and was so happy about life in general and uh just wanted to give a quick shout out and threw me a peace sign. And I was like, damn it, universe, don't you see I'm trying to be upset here? I'm 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 brooding, I'm I'm I'm, I'm escalating here, I'm I'm right in the middle of an argument. And and then I was like, "All right, I I gotta, I gotta throw in a towel here. The universe doesn't want me to be upset. It's like, go ahead, I gotta get grounded." And uh, and it, it's, it, I just it just made me realize there are so many ways in which people are trying to reach out to you um, that if if you're not aware, if you're not present, you don't recognize it. You know, it goes back to, you know, me saying that we want to be seen and heard. Um, and sometimes we don't recognize when we are seen, when we are heard. It's like, you know, I, I do stand up and I could be in, a, you know, last night I had two shows at the Comedy Magic Club, an amazing club. And I think the club holds about 350 and it's sold out, and I, I, all 350 people are, not all of them, but out of the 350, 349 people having a great time laughing, but I will see the one person 
who is not having a good time. And I want to get that one person. That person becomes my focus. And it's sad, right? It's like, look at all this love that I'm receiving. Look at all these people that I'm connecting with. And I'm just looking at this one person who I'm not connecting with, who, by the way, nine times out of 10, has nothing to do with me. Let's just go 10 out of 10, right? They have their own thing they're going on. They, uh, they, they might be in pain themselves or triggered by something or arguing with somebody that they're there with and uh, they're in their head, like whatever it is, right? They, they, they're tired. They, they've been working three days straight but promised somebody that they would go do this thing. And so now that they're there um, or something at the last comic, like there's it, so many reasons that that person is, is in this space uh, their stomach hurts, they got to use the bathroom, but whatever it is. Um, but that's where my focus is. And, and it just reminds me of when I'm going through life to recognize the other 349 people, to recognize the brother that throws up the peace sign or the ladies who smile and say hi. Um, I was talking to my buddy. Oh my God! I said, "Buddy," and then I I forget his name. That is Brent Morn, and God, what is the guy's name? I just did a show with him last night. That kills me. But anyway, he was in Dubai, and he was talking about the difference in commercials in uh, Dubai versus here in America. And you know that Ring doorbell. Uh, where you know somebody rings your doorbell, there's a camera, uh, and you can talk to them, and they can talk back to you, but you're you're not, you know, you could do it through the app or whatever it is. So he was talking about when you look at the Ring doorbell here, the commercial for it, it's uh, it's fear based, right? Um, they're selling you the Ring doorbell as a security measure because, and then they'll show like, excuse me, some black some a dark figure, not a black person, but a dark figure, right? Uh, in a hoodie and uh, with a mask on, and they're wearing gloves, and they're in all black, and they're they're trying to break in. Maybe they got a a crowbar or a gun or something like that. And then because you have the ring doorbell, you like get away, intruder, and then you see them scamper off. And so, but that's how it's sold and promoted here in America. However, when you go to uh, the commercial in Dubai and they show the commercial, it's uh, the guy approaching the door is not an intruder. It's not a burglar. It's the guy's friend. The guy comes up to the doorbell and he's like, Hey, Billy, it's uh, Jimmy here. I just wanted to check in on you. I baked you some pies. Uh, I, I see that you're not home, so I'm just going to leave the pies right here. I hope you and your wife are doing well. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. And then the guy drops off the pie, and then he walks off. And that's how they're promoting it there. Of like, It's a way for you to connect and talk to each other and for your, your friends to reach out. 
And so it's very interesting that we we do live in this uh, fear-mongering society here in America. Uh, that's why people want to get guns, why people don't leave their homes. That's why people watch the news. It's all fear-based when, you know, in Dubai and in these other countries, uh, it's more about love, connection, community, collaboration. Uh, and not to say that th that's how I, everything operates over there because as you know, there's a bunch of inequality uh, in Dubai between the have and have nots as, as there is here. But I'm just talking about the, the commercials per se and, and how things are uh, promoted. I mean, even with, uh, you know, makeup and uh, losing weight and, you know, like, hey, if you lose weight, uh, then you're gonna you're gonna live this amazing life. If you're overweight, you're gonna have a horrible life. Like it's it's uh, <laughs> which is crazy because we all know skinny people who have uh, horrible lives, or you know at least from their perspective. And we know obese people who live great lives and are very happy and uh, thriving and successful, and and they just make it sound like you you can't once if you lose the weight. Or once you lose the weight, then all of a sudden you'll have friends and success and uh, the life you've always wanted versus um, uh, uh, being big. And it, it doesn't matter your size, right? Because uh, we know people who have been in great shape who have taken their life and people who are in horrible shape who, um, you know, are living to 80, 90 uh, all right, probably not nineties. All right, let's let's be real. This is not nineties. I, I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know too. Bad. I've never, uh, <laughs> obesity. No, I will say this. Like, if you, my friend just posted her grandmother, is not that she's obese, but you know she's uh, a heavier set woman, and she's in her nineties. So uh, there is, there's no, no look of health. You know, it's not these Instagram models that um, that we all that we're all being shown yeah, with the six pack abs or the flat stomachs and you know toned arms. Like, there, there's not a formula. There's not a formula for health. It, it's because uh, it, it's not just about food. It's about community and connection and feeling like you belong and that you are. Uh, uh, contributing, right? Uh, now, I also want to, as I always start off this podcast, uh, w with the 1-800-SUICIDE number. Remember, there is strength in numbers. Strength in numbers. The same way we're telling people to call 911 in the event of an emergency is the same way we should be encouraging people to call 1-800-SUICIDE uh, when we are a threat to them ourselves, or when we uh, feel like somebody's a threat to themselves. It, it, it all needs to be in the same conversation. When we look at the suicide stats, suicides um, are higher than car accidents, breast cancer, and homicides put together, put together. So this is something that 
you know, I, I hate to say take seriously, but just ha- have more of a conversation about checking in with each other more, right? Because remember, if you ask someone if they're suicidal or thinking about taking their life, it does not increase their chance of actually doing it. It actually reduces the chance. It's almost like, think about this. If if you're upset, and I ask you if you're upset, that doesn't make you more upset. That just makes you want to talk about being upset or, you know, are you anxious? It, and then you go, yeah, I'm feeling anxious. Or or even if that's not what they're feeling, they'll they'll tell you something that they are feeling. So don't feel like it's an intrusion of privacy for that person. You're checking in on them. Just let, hey, I'm just checking in. You ask them once, whatever their answer is, and then you go from there. Um, but we need to have this conversation more. And when you when we look at people who have, excuse me, have attempted it, it's just that they want to end the pain, not so much end their life. And whatever their pain is around, it could be a physical pain from surgery, uh, or some, or maybe uh, an ailment. Like I had, I tore my meniscus in my right knee, and uh, and. It wasn't that the surgery wasn't too painful, not too bad, but it just sucked hobbling around. Like you know, I, I felt like a burden, and and that's a one of the main reasons. You know, two of the main reasons people take their life is one is the pain, um, whether it's psychological or physical, and two is uh, feeling like a burden. Um, no one likes to feel like they they're a burden to someone else, and usually the the feeling of a burden is because they don't want to burden somebody else with their pain. They don't want to share the amount of pain or angst or depression or uh, uh, whatever emotion they're going through with someone else. But hear this. People want to help. People, last night when I did a show in... um, and like I said, we're going to get into the natural painkillers in a second. Last night when I d- did my shows, after the show, I was I didn't quite like how it went, and I was kind of in my head about it. And uh, I called my friend, and she was asking me some really great questions. I was like, I don't like how it went. It didn't feel right. Because uh, she was like, how did the shows go? And I didn't, I didn't know how to express it. There was just... I wanted to connect in a way, and I wasn't aware of it. And she said, what is it that you wanted to say that you didn't say? And I was like, oh. And it actually, it took me a second to to figure that out, because I, I didn't have the answer to that. But after uh, actually like a few minutes of silence, um, I, I was like, oh, I wanted to give the people uh, hope at the end. And because last night I was talking about having trust issues. That's the material I'm working on right now. And I talk about like uh, why how I have trust issues in relationships, trust issues uh, with the government. And, but at the end, 
I realized I didn't give them hope. And that's what was bothering me. And uh, so I wrote that down. But it took, we, were on a, we talked like 30 minutes, 45, before I could really get to the source of what it is I needed. And I know that sounds like a small thing where people are like, is he really talking about stand-up and, uh, and you know, uh, uh, feeling like a burden or uh, being emotionally distraught because it's set. But that's the, that's the point is we all value things differently. And to me, it's not so much just about stand-up. It was, it was more about really having something to say and feeling like I hadn't said it all. And, um, and that's important to me. It's important to me, and it's important to everyone, right? You, you have something to say. You want to say it, get it. They say get it all off your chest. Lay it all out there. And, uh, and I knew I didn't. I just didn't know what it was that I, I wanted to say. And so for those of you who like you, we all have a voice. We all have a voice. Create something. This is why I love cooking. Man, cooking is such, I, I believe, and I've said this before, that these food delivery services are such, doing such a great disservice to, to people because uh, there's so much joy in cooking and sourcing the food, finding it, smelling the ingredients, touching cilantro, smelling, s- smelling cilantro, thyme, uh, the different herbs, right? Um, being able to pick it out, knowing uh, what's ripe and what's not ripe, right? When you're getting this stuff delivered to you, pre-cooked, these pre-packaged meals, or going out to lunch every day, like, that's great. I get it. Uh, there's a convenience factor. Um, a lot of us are working uh, a lot of jobs, and you have kids. and But um, it, there's so much joy in, I get a joy not only from going to the farmer's market and picking up foods, but uh, discovering new fruits and vegetables. And, and, and I remember I was at the farmer's market the other day and I asked this lady, I, I picked up some grain. I forget what it was. And I was like, is this good? Is this good for you? Like, what does it do? She's like, it's all good for you. It's, they're all vegetables. And I was like, she's right. Like it, it's not like, uh, uh, like when you go to a, a pharmacy and you need to know like w- exactly what these pills are going to do for you. No, if you're at the farmer's market and it's a vegetable, nine times out of ten you'll be fine unless you're going to be allergic to it or uh, your blood type doesn't doesn't line up with it. But <laughs> um, but it just connects you with the food because I, I know exactly what I'm putting in my body. I had in my smoothie, I make a morning smoothie. And one of the reasons why I love to put uh, a lot of greens in my smooth. I put the raw greens in there is because of the magnesium, zinc, iron, which then helps me to sleep at night. A lot of us aren't getting enough leafy greens. It also stabilizes my mood. And when you're getting enough vitamins and minerals, it helps to level you out. So 
you know, my smoothie, I put, what I put in there yesterday, I had banana, apple, lemon, water, hemp seeds, flax seeds. I love the seeds in there because uh, of the fiber. You got to keep your, I'm all about movement, physical movement, bowel movement, keep this conversation moving. Everything's about movement. Um, and, and plus those uh, hemp seeds and, and flax seeds have omega-3s, which are anti-inflammatory. And the, the anti-inflammatory aspects are important because, as we know, with uh, dementia and um, uh, Alzheimer's and even depression, uh, they're, they're linking it all to inflammation in the body. So we have to make sure we're eating things that are anti-inflammatory, at least things that won't flame up the body like uh, processed sugar and uh, uh, vegetable oils like canola oil, uh, sunflower oil, soybean oil, things like that. Um, olive oil is great for you. Avocado oil is great for you. Coconut oil is great for you. But those other oils, um, they, they'll cause inflammation in your body. The uh, and so the other things I put I had in my smoothie I called it the uh, the oh the uh, the king of the jungle because I also had lion's mane in my smoothie which lion's mane is a mushroom that is an anti-inflammatory and it uh, I forget the other properties but uh, but it's it's really good for you. And it, like I said, you can only, I, I got it at the farmer's market, uh, but you can order it online, Lion's Mane. It comes in a powder, but I got the actual uh, mushroom. It's, if you get the actual mushroom itself, you can just put that in your smoothie. So I had that in there with uh, watercress and spinach and spirulina and... Uh, I forget what else, but uh, but you put those in there. I th oh, that was it. Oh, walnuts. That's what I had. So my smoothie. I'm I'm dumping a million things in there. Once again, I'm not thinking about calories because it's it's all good stuff and it's all natural. Um, I'm thinking about movement. That's all stuff that is going to move through me and keep things moving uh, in my body and is going to feed me and. And I'm definitely like whatever my body doesn't need is going to shoot that out. So there's no worry for me about that. I'm, I'm more concerned with feeding my body natural foods and things that are going to help me sleep and keep my inflammation down. Right now, with that said, you can't put too much of leafy greens in there. You can't have too many flax seeds or hemp seeds. So don't. I don't want you to go out there and just dump in a whole thing of flax seeds uh, in your smoothie or hemp seeds, because uh, because even though they have they have omega threes, they also have omega six, which can cause inflammation in your body. So if you if you're putting in too much of those seeds, you know, a nice little uh, maybe a little less than a teaspoon of the flax seeds and the hemp seeds, and they'll tell you the serving size uh, on those when you buy it. Uh, but yeah, you don't need a lot. Just uh, even with the dark leafy greens, because I had watercress, and one cupful of watercress is um, oh has a hundred and six percent 
of your vitamin K. So vitamin K is good for building bones and uh, for uh, producing collagen in your body, which you need for bone strength and integrity, right? But you can have too much vitamin K, and I don't know what the results of that is, but too much of anything is not a good thing, right? So let's strengthen up. So let's get into the uh, the top 10 ways for us to reduce painkillers. And I, I did a podcast episode on this before, right? Um, number one is as as I'm always mentioning exercise, if you're in pain. And now, now hold on. When we talk about pain, I'm not just talking about uh, physical pain. This is also emotional pain. This is psychological pain. This is, um, uh, you know, spiritual pain. Like these uh, painkillers, right? And, and remember, if we're not allowing ourselves to feel pain, if we're always numbing it, then we're not allowing ourselves to feel joy, right? Like when we kill pain, we're killing everything. We're, we're killing all of our sensations. It's like the antibacterial soap. Like uh, we're, we're killing all the bacteria, the good and the bad, which is not a good thing, right? So just keep that in mind. When, uh, when we try to find the ways that, because look at the ways that people do try to kill their pain. They try to kill it through, uh, 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 you know, sex, drugs, um, uh, distractions like uh, TV, uh, social media, um, you know, partying late. Whatever it is, um, we, we, we all know when we're doing something to avoid uh, uh, the pain that we're really trying to feel. Sometimes we create uh, a, a catastrophe. Sometimes when we're in pain, we create, um, uh, you know, we get into trouble, we start fights and arguments, something to distract us from the actual pain so that we don't actually have to talk about what's really bothering us. Uh, we'll sabotage our, our, what's going on in our life. We'll do all these other things except address the real source of the pain, okay? So going back to number one is exercise. And exercise, like we said, doesn't have to be this P90X. You ain't got to be uh, jumping around. You don't have to do push-ups. It could be something as small as just going for a walk. And go for a walk a couple times a day. I... I try to go for a walk. Uh, you know, I, I always try to get my 10,000 steps in at once, but really it's better to, just like walking the dogs, to go intermittently. Go before work, go at lunch, and then uh, go after dinner. If you can go for a walk around the block just those three times, you don't have to get your 10,000 steps in. That would be great. But if you can't, just intermittent, just intermittent walks. It could be a short walk. Go walk to the coffee shop. Uh, walk to church. Walk to to get your. You know, I have a PL box that I have to um, walk to. Uh, you know, walk to the bookstore. Just, but spread it out intermittently. Go for a walk. Exercise. If if walking's not available to you, because maybe you know it's snow or it's raining, 
uh, just doing some stretches inside. I, I stretch every day. I'm walking and stretching every day. There's so many great YouTube videos on morning stretch routines. It doesn't have to be yoga. It, uh, uh, it's just something to move your body, get it circulating. Um, I know people who like to stretch in the shower in the morning when they do those. But stretching, but exercising release, releases endorphins, which naturally makes you feel better. Uh, that's why, like, you know, these spin classes are taken off, the, and the lines are out the door, and there's a wait list, and boxing and MMA and all these different types of, uh, you know, CrossFit, all this stuff is on the rise because it creates a sense of community. People love it, and uh, and I, I mean, hiking, I, I, so usually I'll hike, but um, I'm in a phase right now of walking. I, like my, my right knee is bothering me because I was hiking way too, too much and uh, too far. So instead of just saying, well, I'm just going to sit around, I'm just like, well, I'll just scale it back, right? Um, instead of having an all or nothing mentality, I'm like, I'm just going to go for a walk. And then there's some days where uh, my knees really flamed up. So then I just uh, do some exercises at home that kind of take the um, the pressure off the knee. But uh, but sitting around not doing anything is never an option. There, there's something that uh, most of us can be doing, um, you know, unless like you're in a coma or uh, severe stage of uh, uh, ALS. Um, let me move that away a little bit. Okay. Uh, second thing is uh, sweets, chocolate. Chocolates are a natural painkiller, and uh, I, I definitely indulge. Uh, I have a little sweet tooth. I probably I, I say sweet tooth, but it's more like teeth. I have like <laughs> I have like three sweet. But you know, here's the thing with sweets: is you know, it gets sugar gets such a bum rap. Uh, I'd say if you're gonna have sweets, do one of two things. One is uh, either get it from a bakery, because you go to a bakery, man. Like they they're cooking with. Excuse me. It's such a gloomy day here in L.A., uh, which I love. It is it was drizzling during the walk the whole time, which that was great too to to kind of feel life hitting your arms like that. But uh, but if you're gonna have sweets, make it make it at home. Go go get go get the get the sugar. Get the flour, get the raisins, get the uh, um, uh, what else? The butter, uh, all those ingredients. Get get the apples, bring it home, cook it, and then whatever you cook, whether it's pie or cupcakes or cookies, you know, share it with people, share it with friends. Call for a, hey, I'm baking this, I'm making that, whatever it is. Uh, share the wealth. Don't don't have them all to yourself. Even if you don't have friends um, in your neighborhood, just package it up and drop it off. Put a little note on it. Be like, hey, uh, made these with some leftover. Thought you might like them. Cool. Uh, talk to you later. That's it. You know, it isn't. I've I've done that. I, I've dropped off. Um, I've knocked on my neighbor's doors like, hey, I bought way too many strawberries. And would you like a pint? And they'd be like, yeah, I was at a gas station once and I gave a pint of strawberries uh, to this guy and his daughter. And I, and I was just like, I, I got eight pints. I'm not going to eat them all. I, I could have eaten them all for sure. But I was like, don't be greedy. Share the wealth. 
and uh and you know that's just a, a little way of making the world a better place man uh number four or number three heat heat is such a great painkiller take a hot bath a hot man let me tell you i and i've talked about my bath routine i've i've stepped my game up i'm not doing an epsom salt anymore i'm doing dead sea salt that's what i'm dumping in my bathtub hot bath i get that steam rising up uh I have my oils, I got my lavender, I got my, uh, what's the other one? Um, lavender, oh, eucalyptus. Um, at night, you know, I just want to take my, my hot bath. Uh, in the morning, I use uh, a citrus oil to wake up. I actually put a little under my nose before the podcast, which clearly isn't working because I've yawned uh, two or three times. But I'm super congested. Can you hear that? But heat, uh, hot bath, sauna, oh, 20 minutes in a sauna, oh, man, that is life. Like, especially for people who it's, it's a challenge for you to work out, for you to move, a sauna is amazing. It's a great way for you to get your heart rate up, for you to sweat, get those toxins out of your system, and uh, and. And it's, you know, you don't have to worry about the impact on your joints. Uh, even a weighted blanket. Now, weighted blankets aren't usually hot, but they have those heated blankets that you can sleep with uh, at night, you know, make you feel like you got a little love and touch in there with you. So don't be afraid of that. But heat is, uh, or just take a hot shower, you know, or just crank your heat up in the house. But heat is great for reducing pain. Uh, whether it's physically or mentally, get that get that heat on there. Um, that's why people move to Florida, right? Like that dry heat or uh, Mexico, or you know, as you get old, as you get old, that's that's what you, you as you get old, you don't want that cold. Hey, that rhymed. All right, number four, uh, ice. The exact opposite. These, a lot of these cryo places are are springing up everywhere. Now, honestly, I'm not a huge proponent of the cryogenics, but cryotherapy, if you don't know what that is, is like these ice chambers you go in, they freeze you for three minutes, and then um, you step out. But it, uh, I'm not against it. It's just something I wouldn't use regularly. Like that's, That, to me, would be like for some extreme um, cases. Uh, but I do take, uh, I do subscribe to taking the cold shower i do the hot cold where i'll take a hot shower and at the very end turn it cold for 10 affirmations i I jump around and say 10 affirmations um in the shower and uh i feel great now the the point of doing the cold shower is that it helps uh produce hgh and uh, testosterone in your body. I forget the whole science around it, but it is, it, it, you feel vascular, it gets the blood circulating. You don't want to be under there too long, um, but it feels incredible. Some people I know do an ice bath, but I would only do that after I ran a marathon or uh, football practice or something super intense. Uh, the fifth way for us to naturally kill pain is 
Cultivate relationships. Make some phone, call your friends, set up a breakfast, set up a, a lunch, set up a, uh, you know, check in, a, check in on your neighbors. Uh, write a letter to someone, write a thank you letter. I was the last time I wrote a thank you letter to someone. Uh, just showing gratitude. Even, you know, social media gets a bad rap because everybody's like, well, people are depressed and uh, anxious because of social media. But it's all in how you use it. If you're really... Um, if you're on social media, it's not so much about getting off. It's more about how are you connecting with it. And one of the ways is to cultivate relationships to really, instead of liking, leave a comment and, and leave like a thoughtful comment on people's uh, posts. Hey, you know, this is really incredible. I really appreciate you. Because uh, like I follow a lot of physical therapists on Instagram. And they'll be they'll post exercises that literally will save my life, so to speak, in that it uh, re- improves my mobility and reduces like my neck pain or knee pain or whatever. And I'll post that. I'll be like, man, I really thank you for taking the time out to post this. It, I have, you know, this is going on with my knee and neck, and the exercises that you've done have helped alleviate it. Um, I hope you continue to do the work that you're doing. And and so when you interact with social media in that way um you 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 have a more positive because then they'll respond they they people respond to thoughtful comments no matter how big or how small they are you see the rock all the time responding to people's messages and uh you know there was a kid who's sick in a hospital and he he did a little personal message to that person so uh, know that your your messages are being read, and if you leave something that's really uh, thoughtful and, and positive, people will respond to that. So cultivate relationships. If if you're on an outs with your mom or or your father or a brother or sibling, reach out to them and and don't try to repair it all at once. That's the thing. Is just know that. If, if it's been a while since you've talked and you guys had an argument, just know that it's going to take time to repair it, to rebuild it, and just say, hey, I know that we've been fighting for a while. We've been arguing. We've been on the outs. I just want to reach out, and I just, I just want to take, I'm hoping we can take little tiny steps to repairing what we once had or, or, or to a, a better future relationship. And I know it could take years um, or may never happen, but I at least uh, would like to attempt it and am reaching out with that intention. You know, something like that. And then leave it at that. But cultivate relationships. You know, whoever your mailbox person is, talk to that person. Figure out who they are. You know, I I call my mom more often than not now, and it it feels great. And... uh, my sisters, I reach out. Even people who you're like, you call your enemies. <laughs> call, call your nemesis. Check in on, check in on them. See, see how they're doing. Uh, uh, start new relationships. Reach out to somebody who you think uh, would never want to talk to you. Have that one person, that that one moonshot in your life. Whether it's a, a Oprah or The Rock, 
um, or, you know, uh, the Dalai Lama, the Pope, whoever it is, um, have have a moonshot of a, of a person that you'd love to have a relationship with, Barack Obama, whoever it is, reach out to them and and uh, and see what the CEO, the CEO of your company, reach send them an email. You know, cultivate relationships, natural painkillers. Because when we're in groups, like because there's so many stories of football players or uh, or just even myself, you know, doing stand up. I remember I was in London doing shows and uh, I had the flu. And like to the point where I was in bed all day, but I had shows at night. And I would do the shows at night, no problem. And then as soon as I got off stage, I would just like, and got home, I would just collapse and back in bed. And every day I would do that for like seven days where the entire day I'm just like, you know, drinking Theraflu and, and eating soup. And then at night I hit the stage like I'm 100%. And then completely so but it's just there's something about being in group settings that um that gives us power that gives us energy you know so you know join cultivate relationships join a group join any group that whether it's uh, a board game group or a it doesn't have to just be drugs it doesn't have to be something you know around like aa and uh na and and things like that it could be uh, a bowling league Anything. Be cultivate relationships. Get around people. Uh, number six is uh, 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 get some sun, and that goes back to exercise. If you can exercise outside, you are um, going to get that vitamin D, that calcium, builds bones. Once again, it, it, the sun is a, the trifecta because if you're outside, then that means that if you're getting sun, that means you're outside, which means then you're walking. Um, and then, uh, which is exercise, and then you're also getting that vitamin D, which uh, helps release the, the serotonin and the feel-good drugs. Uh, but you're also getting the heat. It goes back to heat, right? So if you're outside getting sun, you're also getting heat. And that's and so just being outside and moving. So And then you're also, if you're outside getting sun, you are seeing people and hopefully waving, saying hi and and then after a while, you start to see the same people, um, and and over time, you know, you'll make these connections and relationships with people. So there's just so many benefits to getting outside and, and getting sun and, and uh, going for a walk. Uh, number seven is, of course, sleep. Oh yeah, you got to get a good night's sleep. Get the electronics out your room. Only thing, I, only thing your room is for sleep and sex, right? Uh, but you can bring books in. You know, you can read yourself. Everybody loves a good bedtime story. Uh, candles. You know, make make it a little routine. Have your journal in there if you want to journal. But, uh, you know, making sure your room is at like 68 degrees. You want it cool when you sleep. Because you got to think about it like back in the day uh, in when we, you know, hunter-gatherer times, we were either sleeping under the stars or in a tent, but nighttime is usually cool. And um, so it's never, yeah, it's really hot. So if, if you have it too hot, if you have too many blankets on, um, that, that might disrupt your sleep. 
but get the electronics out your room. Get your cell phone out there. Buy yourself a regular alarm clock um, and uh, get to sleep at a regular time if you can. The number eight is uh, meditate. Man, I meditate every day, almost every day for 20 minutes. What a difference. I think that's what it's, I truly believe is one of the reasons why I get a good night's sleep, but also why uh, my moods stabilize for the most part. I mean, I, like I said, I was, I was brooding earlier, but um, it, it just, meditation allows you to create space between stimulus and response. It buys you time. It helps you find peace, and it really does. When I have neck pain or knee pain or whatever, sciatica, and I sit and meditate, that pain dissipates. I don't know where it goes. I, I don't know how it works. Oh, excuse me. I just know that um, it, it works. It, it truly works in terms of alleviating pain um, and not to say that as soon as you sit down you're going to feel great for a lot of people it's tough so just aim for a minute one minute you just sit there quietly and and uh and that's it and then you just try to increase your time of just sitting there with your eyes closed i cross my legs i have i have some uh, meditation pillows i sit on which i call them meditation pillows are just my pillows that i sit on and um you can put on YouTube videos. They have guided meditations. They have uh, rain, rain sound meditations or, or nature meditations. It, there's so many different um, ways you can meditate. So find find the meditation that works for you. Some people like to say a mantra over and over. Uh, and uh, there's this Buddhist chant: Nam Yo Horenge Yo, Nam Yo Horenge Yo. Nam yo I think I'm saying it right. And sometimes I'll say that and it feels very meditative. Uh, but just it's about quieting your mind, man. And then when you realize you can do that yourself and like nothing in your life has changed, then it gives you hope. Because then when you have those flare-ups and, and you feel um, like, you're like you're at the end, you know that you have something to come back to. You have a you have a tether. You have a lifeline, and to me, that's the that's the value of meditation. Number nine is, uh, and this is huge, and I and I know this is not cost effective for a lot of people, but getting a massage. Oh my goodness! When I tell you how great it feels to get a massage, it is in incredible and to just have somebody taking care of especially a great massage it might be a while before you can find a great masseuse i have found a great one so i'll only go to her and i always get the 90 minute massage it's worth every penny um i never regret having spent the time or the money getting a massage but like i said you have to find the right masseuse just like you have to find the right therapist. Um, uh, speaking of which, you know, that that's number 10 is, you know, 
talk therapy, talking to someone, just talking to someone about how you feel and what you're going through, that just helps you feel better, right? There's, it's so it's underestimated the power of of talk, right? So find yourself a good therapist. There's so many apps that will help you do that. Um, the one eight hundred suicide number or one eight hundred the talk number or uh, for LGBT, there's the Trevor Project. You can call that hotline, Trevor, T-R-E-V-O-R, uh, Project. Um, but you can call them, and it's just there's, there's, there's someone for you to talk to. There's a number. I'm always encouraging that. Make a phone call. Um, and then the last one is uh, a hug. Hug is such a great painkiller. Uh, if you listen to my last episode with Raymond Diaz, he'll t- he'll talk about the time he was at the end of his rope and and a buddy out of nowhere was like, "What are you doing? Come here, man. Give me a hug." And that hug saved his life. A hug. A hug. So, um, I hope that. If you're in pain right now, if if or if you know somebody in pain, that one of those uh, uh, it's helpful to you, and uh, I hope that uh, you recognize that uh, it's you don't ha- always have to be in pain. It's uh, but also uh, you know in my book Zen Mind Beginner's Mind, it talks about how pain is a good thing. Because when we're in pain, it means we're alive. That's the good thing about pain. It's a reminder. You know, if we ever get to a place where we're not feeling pain, then that means we're dead. And that's not good. It's not good, right? If your stomach is in pain, then that means your stomach is warning you. It's like, hey, we need to, to do something to, we ate, we ate the wrong thing. That's good that your body can send you those signals because if your stomach doesn't feel pain, then that means you're going to be eating things that may not be good for you, but you're not going to know it because you're not feeling any pain uh, or discomfort. So, no, uh, man. All right. Um, so pain is not, uh, don't, I, I hate that we associate pain with being a negative thing and something that needs to be get, that get, needs to get rid of because that's what these commercials do. It's like, are you in pain? then here's the thing to get rid of your pain versus saying, are you in pain? Oh, well, great. All right. That means you're alive. You're still with us. We love that. Um, let's, uh, let's just sit with it and, and see how it moves through your body. Because as you know, pain is sometimes in your head. Sometimes it moves down to your stomach, to your, it can move throughout your body as you bring awareness to it. So it's not something to be avoided or squashed or anything like that. It's something um, to almost kind of be thankful for. It's a it's a reminder that you're alive, and that um, you know that that you're still receiving signals to the brain. Because if you can feel pain, that means you can also that means you can also feel joy. And we're going to wrap it up there. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself. 
Thank you for um, uh, sharing it, for rating it five stars. Thank you. I hope that you are you're journaling. I hope that you are exercising. I hope that you're reading something. Right now I'm reading uh, Moby Dick. I've been reading it forever. Um, but I love it. Uh, it it kind of grounds me at the end of the night. I'm just like, I'm just going to read a chapter a week. So I'm reading that. If you're in the Vegas area, I have uh, be at the Vegas Comedy Cellar at the Rio in the Rio Hotel, July 4th week. That'll be July 1st through the 7th. Come check me out there. Um, so continue to journal every day. Do your germs. Journal, exercise, read, meditate, self-talk or socialize. Um, it's a daily practice. We have to show up for ourselves every day. And um, I will talk to you soon.